Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Crenn No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Network Inc. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Crenn. Jim Crenn No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Brought to you by Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan in Greensburg. Good time to trade your old car in. Go to Star Chevrolet. Star Nissan in Greensboro. They have Volvo out there also. And get a new car. You know, it's uh, you got all kind of great deals and great sales because they're trying to get the cars off the left of the new, the next, you know, new cars coming in. So go out there, man. They got deals uh, you won't believe. Great discounts. We have uh, Mike Wysocki, John Evans, Terry Jones here. Producer Josh Folio, producer Frank Mergia, executive producer David Settlemeyer, and Wayne the intern is here. Uh, Corey Gale, our sound engineer. And I just want to thank everyone, first off, for all the downloads that we've been getting. Uh, the report is uh, we have over 50,000 people in five months. We've been doing this now, five and a half months, over 50,000 uh, subscribers. Pretty cool. And Frank uh, was telling me we have not only the United States, of course, Pittsburgh's my home, and you know, all over, I welcome everyone from all over the country. But we have uh, people listening in the U.K., Germany, and Indonesia. So Swag. shout out to all. Our friends. Shout out to there. all my people in uh, yeah, the UK. Our family and friends here in Pittsburgh, and now our family and friends in the in Indonesia. You know what's awkward about Thank the you. UK? They, what? Uh, there's a comedian uh, named Terry Jones from Monty Python. Really? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. So there's times where they'll look they up Terry you. Jones and they accidentally <laughs> get me. Oh, you know what? There's a John Evans, too, that uh, is <laughs> opening. I swear to God. Maybe this, that's why we're getting this, downloads. This might be our UK hits. This <laughs> yeah, might explain right? that. This is good. This is good. <laughs> now, explain the Indonesian ones. Mike, do you have anything? Any tie? <laughs> no. I don't think any Indonesians in uh Waisakis in Indonesia. No Waisakis? <laughs> Not that you know I know of. Your family? Uh-uh. No. Let's start of witness protection, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's been fun, man. You know, regular listeners coming up and saying, hey, uh, say hi to Joe at the at the Beer Hive. We do the open stage here on Wednesday nights. You want to see some great open stage comedy, man. It's some great comics in the city of Pittsburgh. A lot of these guys working out. I go there on Wednesday nights. It's 8 o'clock. Friends at the Blasio's always come up and say, hey, I appreciate that. And uh, you know the smokehouse in, in Bridgeville, smoke shop in Bridgeville, and of course uh, all my friends at, at Jernigans and and uh, Cigar House in Verona, all listen to the show, man. So so if you're across the pond, you know if you're in Germany, you're in Indonesia, China, listening to the podcast, we're going to talk football. Now when I say football, it's going to be American football because you know, and of course. In Europe, around the world, football is soccer. Right. And it is an, uh, amazing how people people follow, like, Manchester United or Barcelona or whatever, it, like we follow the Steelers. I, I watch it on TV. I can't. The fans are going crazy. They do. In Argentina, they didn't have a report. Like, it was a year or two ago. It probably happens all the time. But I remember reading where a referee got killed for making a bad call. How about that, man? That's yeah. intense football there. Right? We wish we could do that all the time. 
Man. Oh, yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? That's happened in the NFL, right? When Wasn't there? I don't think so. They made a movie about it. The guy's running down the field and shooting a gun at somebody. Yeah, that was well, uh, called The Last was, Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. the fucking guy, yeah. the Tybo guy. That was oh. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Billy Blanks. I get that in, I get that in the this Rocky. This happened in real life, yeah. Tony. Yeah, yeah he's like. <laughs> this is fiction, John. I get that in the Rocky bring, Blyer story mixed up. You can't, bring, <laughs> <laughs> you can't bring in, like, cartoons or anything you think. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Roadrunner did that once. No, it doesn't count. That's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. He's that was. Just, he's last running down. That was Nobody crazy. saw that coming. And he's That's just funny. shooting, and then he shoots himself in the head. And then you see him weeks later doing fucking Tabo in little shorts. It's crazy. But my mind. I, I got, before we get into this, I got to say, I just watched the other day. It had on USA or one of the cable stations. I, wish, I couldn't stop watching any given Sunday. Jamie oh, yeah. Fox. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies. LL Cool J. It is a good movie. But the thing that gets me is, I'm sorry, Pacino's one of my favorite actors of all time. He totally is miscast. I am not buying it. Oh, no, I agree. That's a a brutal miscast. I brutal. Uh, I like Pacino. I don't see him as the tough, angry football coach. I just just don't see (laughs) anything in there. Yeah, he doesn't look like a coach. He doesn't even... Act, couldn't like couldn't he have coach. been the owner? I mean, how, that would that have made better, more right? Yeah. He's the yeah. owner. Yeah, yeah, I the guy that supplied him with steroids. That yeah. would have made yeah. sense. I'm just get, expecting get, to be could turn to Scarface. And, you know, look at you, throw the interception, you piece of shit. <laughs> 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 that halftime speech, or what was that one? He goes, Oh, I love that speech. Oh, uh, he goes, Well, either loses an end. Where was it? No, I was just saying. Whether wins the team or tires an individual or something. <laughs> <laughs> you got to claw inch by inch. Inch yeah. by inch. Oh, man, that's... Steaming, beaming. <laughs> yeah, Willie beaming, man. Willie beaming. Oh, man. Puking before every game. That, But that movie had, uh, like, a crazy cast of people, man. It was... Yeah, cool you James. know what show that I good, did love since we're talking about football? Did anybody here watch Playmakers? Do you remember Playmakers? Playmakers. It had one season was, on ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, I do remember this. Oh my god, I love that show. Oh yeah, dude, it's, it's an original series, ago, right? Oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm juggling, juggling again. But no, Playmakers was uh, what was it? It was like uh, five years ago, or three or four years, something, or something like that. Oh well, yeah, I was in. I want to say yeah, I was in high school when that came out, so it was ten years probably ago, even then. longer. Yeah, than, like uh, close to seven, eight years ago. So wow, it it was a good show, and I remember them having. Like forcing them to take that off the air. Like I, I'm sure a couple of people got held out of windows yeah. to get that damn show off TV because it was too realistic. It was close to what they the didn't want NFL really yeah. is. They like didn't the, want to peek behind the curtain. Oh no, they did not want to. As far as the drug addiction to the the guy dealing with the politics of football to the gay guy who never came out yet to the star linebacker and contract. It was just so realistic and it was, it was good, man. Yeah, but I, they, it was already been done when first and 10 did it uh, on HBO, <laughs> the California Bulls. Uh-huh. That's right. Remember first yeah, and 10? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about it. Was O.J. Simpson in that? I don't know if the if O.J. was in that. I think the guy from uh, – Wasn't he the guy in that that killed the – I no, think the no, real no. big – That was Naked Gun. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> the big jock from Revenge of the Nerds maybe was in that Oh, show. yes, I love that dude. Delta Burke <laughs> yeah. was – You know, Delta Burke was oh, the Delta, woman. Yeah, yeah. She was the owner maybe? Her hot – those are two years of hotness. God, and then she something was, happened. She was smoking hot. She was. For a period. She went on GH – Growth hormones, GHB or something, <laughs> right? GH. 
Some H is that H E H O N G H B. Let's go see what I know. Human growth hormones. I'll be I'd be the worst. She hits more home runs, but she's not as attractive. You see me buying drugs. I have some G H B. What? Boy, what you mean, man? No, I, yeah, that was an awesome show, man. I watched I, Painting Painting Game. Painting Game. Speaking of growth hormones, they show this guy's. Did you see that with uh, Marky Mark with, and with the, the Rock? The Rock. Marky no, Mark. you have to see it. It's a story of uh, these two guys who kidnapped this rich guy in Miami. He's a trainer. He's the, this guy. He plays is a loser. And uh, the Rock just plays a loser adult. And uh, and someone else, a third guy. Who's the third actor? I can't remember. Uh, it was the the one uh, African American guy, the big black guy, dude strong, from, big black dude guy. from. Uh, he was in Hurt Locker. A lot of people know him from that. Yeah, That's, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name offhand, but he's been in a Wayne lot of things. Wayne the intern. Now. Look at look at name. Please. I thought he was Thanks, the worst man. actor for the longest. You, man, you, I couldn't you can stand yell it out, him. buddy, when you get it. Uh, yeah, he, it was interesting. They, they kidnapped Tony Shalhoub plays this guy, and they kidnap him, and then they they actually torture him, and force him to sign over all of his money, in his house. And Tony Shalhoub's character is such an asshole, such a mean man, they don't care. In other words, they almost get away with it. But the fact is, these guys are really ruthless killers. It, it comes off at the beginning like you're kind of funny and goofy and you know and all that. And it's like a, this is going to be like some huh. kind of farce, dark comedy. Pain, Pain and, gain. and gain. And all of a sudden, you see how ruthless and, and evil they are because they go and do it again. They spend the money, they go to do it again. I don't want to give the rest away. I gave most of it away. But that was <laughs> it's been talked about so much. But yeah, definitely... Download it on demand, and it was based on a true story. Absolutely true. Uh, yeah. Michael Bay uh, did it. And he said that uh, it was actually took a lot, most of it from the court documents. So it's pretty accurate. What's that, Wayne? What's the name? Uh, Anthony Mackie. That's it, Anthony That's Mackie. Anthony I, Mackie. I, you know what? He's getting better. Like, I, I guess it's the roles that are making him better because they had him play Tupac in the Biggie movie, and yeah, yeah. he was the fucking worst Tupac. Oh, you know what? I saw that. Is that who played? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw he movie. played That's Tupac. I was like, why would you get him to play Tupac? <laughs> and then he played in a movie called Crossover, which. I'm going to tell you, this movie was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was a basketball movie. It's about underground basketball. It's called Crossover. (laughs) Okay. Now, you know the movie's bad when they have Wayne Brady be the gangster boss. Oh, God, you're (laughs) kidding me. Wayne Wayne Brady was gangster. nasty gangster? The whole... You have to see this movie and how terrible it is. They have Urkel as his sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) They might as well. Wayne Brady... I don't have nothing against Wayne Brady, but it's just that that role just seemed a little odd. I don't think thug uh, mean... Crime boss. I don't you know? get that from Wayne Brady, and he's like, "Oh, you, you gonna fucking ruin my thing?" And it's like, <laughs> "No, Wayne Brady, nobody's gonna ruin your thing here." Do uh, some improv, Wayne. And that dude was just a terrible actor in that movie. But I guess the roles that he's getting now is starting to show that he's he actually did a good real actor. well. Yeah, he did real well in Pain Again. I saw a little football here. The show about football. Johnny Manziel. We're gonna talk about first. I I read his article, or the article they did on him. Sorry, in ESPN magazine. I read that. I got to tell you, man, he comes off as kind of uh, an asshole in a way. I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's one of the ways you could one of the things you could say prima donna be another way. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not. I, I, what, what, is that what you took from that? I you, did. I thought I thought to, he was one of those guys just expects it or something like, uh, you know, he, came, he comes from a wealthy family. Yeah. He, he has uh, oil money. His dad said, uh, "Not uh, Brooke, like really wealthy. Didn't he say too. Not, not super wealthy, but not, but still, they they have enough money. Yeah, I guess. yeah. But I'm sure, you know, as car, as far as normal is gone, uh, is, occurs, it's huge money. But he, uh, 
his dad said that he was golfing with him while they were doing this article. His dad beats him all the time in golf. And supposedly Johnny Football goes nuts when he loses. I believe Like him. in golf. And his dad doesn't even want to golf with him sometimes, he said, because he loses his <laughs> yeah. temper and he goes crazy. Breaks he was just talking about how everything at Texas A&M and how they're just torturing him and the fans. He can't stand the whole thing about being known. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, why the fuck did you want to play football? How would you think – why would you think for a second if you're a quarterback for a major college team that you're not going to get attention that you're going to you're going to be known uh, first off i know the heisman brings it to a new level right, right but is it is it that torturous of a life i i would think i mean first of all he's still a kid uh how old is he now 20 he's, he's 20 he's 20 because he had fake ids and things that you know yeah, of course. like we all did we get yeah, in bars everyone. when you're 20 <laughs> but he's, he's 20 you're a freshman you have the biggest award in NCAA football that you can possibly get. Right. And, I mean, he should be – he should have known what was to come with that. But I think right. he's just being a little bit. He's being – but I understand you're right, Ted. Point a good point. 20 years old. But he has to understand, he was hit with the ugly stick. He is not a good-looking <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, he's ugly as hell. He, he should have known that in thing. high school, too. I mean, high school football in Texas is might as almost well be professional. I watched anyway. Friday Night Lights. Much, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach it's Taylor. Like he needed Coach Taylor. <laughs> yeah. But it's true, Mikey. I mean, he, he he got these hot women around him. They showed him a picture of a supermodel. And I'm telling you, this is one ugly guy. God bless him. I can't throw stones, believe me. But this guy <laughs> looks like Alfred E. Newman. On steroids, it does, doesn't he? Yeah, and and his his girlfriend's like this hot supermodel. And in the article, he dumps the girl. Remember, because he said he thought maybe she was after him for his fame because she was on some hot list or something. I think he's like, of course she is. Are you aware of that's the deal? It's the deal. Comes with the package. Um, What I think is funny is him signing all these autographs uh, for what is in essence is a money grab. I mean. I don't think I don't know why else you would uh, jeopardize your eligibility and uh, for the upcoming season by uh, making money off of your own signature, and that's a separate argument whether or not uh, college it's okay for colleges to make money off the player, and, but the player himself can't make money off his own the, yeah, likeness. The, that's a separate argument. If yeah. once you know the rules, which and you can say the NCAA is fucked, and they probably are, but. Um, he knew the rules going in, and if, if he doesn't, get, it would shock me if he plays this year. I don't think really, he's, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, I don't think See, he's I think play. I think he will, John. I don't think so. I, I would say because at first it was two most sessions. Most odds would go to him playing. First they said it was two sessions. Now they're saying it's up to six different dealers. He had these autograph sessions with, and and the, every one of those is a, an infraction. But the thing is, he it's a it's a marketing game. It's a ratings game for TV. Also, yeah. this kid is going to be on TV every week. They already have the game slated. Johnny Football, the ratings through the roof. If they take him out, there go the ra- you know, it's it's going to hurt their TV ratings oh, it's a little hurt bit. The university. You're it's, absolutely well, right. the university too, millions yeah. of dollars and I think. But I don't think the NCAA will come on him that hard. I don't know. Well, they they are going to they're going to come think? down on him like a ton of bricks and even if they don't, this guy's going to have such a big bullseye on his ch- at chest for the rest of his career if he even makes it to the NFL because that's the thing he just because you win the Heisman right. there's a long list of guys that have won the Heisman that could not uh elevate their game and play at the professional especially level especially a quarterback Arch- Archie Griffin won two Heismans 
and never years, he was good, uh, but, but not great. You're right, not he, not not like you we know, thought he would. This be. doesn't just automatically uh, make you a superstar. No. You still have to go out and prove it week in and week out, and and with everybody gunning for you because they think you're an asshole to begin with. Remember uh, when Quinn played for Notre Dame, man? I thought this kid. Well, let's forget that. Let's just go Tebow Heisman. Tebow won the Heisman. Of course, he's world famous and stuff. He's a good guy and all that kind of stuff. He's more marketed toward that than football. But he, hey, when he came out of college, I know there was knocks on him. But my God, he had eighty-four TDs or something like that and seven interceptions in his career in college career. But you would think that guy like that, you yeah. could stamp him right in. But you're right, Johnny. Look, look how he's fighting just to hang on the third team for New England. Right. And there's a you can go through the list of players. He's talking like he wants to get out of there. He can't stand it there and, and all that to, to get to the NFL. But like you just said, John, what's his? we don't know for sure. Yeah, and, 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 and he doesn't sound to me like the kind of guy that gives a shit about doing what it takes to, to be an elite player. Like I don't think he's, his head is screwed on all that. That yeah, well. when, you're, when you're 20, I, that's part of I can understand, but that's what I think he shouldn't be complaining about. Like in the article, he said he's golfing, going to Cabo, and uh, playing, uh, hanging at courtside NBA games. Right. And I do it. Do you guys see me flipping out? <laughs> 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 well, it's like, you know, it, it, how focused is this guy as a football player? I think that's what it boils down to. And I know he's done, has done great things in college, but that's college. I think Andre Ware was, you know, the most amazing college quarterback I ever <laughs> saw. Marcus Russell. Johnny, I think <laughs> Marcus Russell, good point. Detmer. I think he's he's Tim okay. Couch. I think he's okay for now because that's part of that. That's why the, that's the good side of the college football thing. Even though it's a money making scheme where the players don't get the money, it is a maturing process for these guys. So he gets to he gets to learn in the, the situation, social things, and also in a football sense, but all, more so how to grow into being a man in a way before he gets the money you, and everything else in the NFL because the pressure's big now. Pressure's going to be bigger when he gets the NFL. Oh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be ten times more. Ten times, exactly. You know what, I agree with what you guys are saying, uh, especially, you know, John, you had some great points about him just being a football player in general. And I honestly blame the people that, are surrounded by these young athletes. I mean, we often talk about yes men on the show with celebrities, and I feel like it's the same thing with young athletes. Like I know multiple young athletes, right? Uh, that were young when you know we were playing together. Yeah, you're friends with a lot of NFL that, players, man. Yeah, you know and guys. they should be. Uh, there's a lot of people I know that should be in the NFL that aren't, and it's because when you're that young and you get that much attention mm -hmm. so fast, you're used to everything being your way, and it, they're they turn into spoiled brats. The coaches are being little bitches by not saying nothing to them. Uh, the players around them are being little bitches for not saying nothing to them. I feel like if you if you see a player being out of line that early, you need to do something about it. Uh, for example, um, mm -hmm. Barry Church plays for the Cowboys. We played together at Penn Hills. Mm -hmm. Tremendous athlete. There was nothing cocky about the dude. He went out, played, and that's why he's in the NFL. Then there's guys that we played with that should be star running backs breaking records right now or star wide receivers but what happened was it was that nobody everybody was catering to uh to everything you wanted to, 
to anything they wanted. Man, I love and, that. And I, I want a yes that. man so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes man. <laughs> I, I can't complain about a yes man. Wouldn't that be great? No. Anything you want. You're never wrong. Yeah. You know, especially you're married. Uh, I need a yes man by my side. I'm always wrong. When you, every husband out there knows Episode we're, all, tw- we're always wrong. <laughs> Episode 24. Jim Cren comes out of the closet. Yes. <laughs> gets Dooley, his yes man. Do, gets Finally gets his yes man. I want a yes I'm man. I'm coming out. He's like, I want the world to know. <laughs> what else I think? I think that's what pisses off about Johnny Football, man. It's because, you know, you want real work, go down to a construction site and watch guys work, man. I know that's You right. want real work, watch just someone working in a restaurant. Watch people driving a bus. That's exactly. real fucking work, man. So that's what pisses us off about Johnny Football. You are playing football. You are having fun. You are getting laid when you wouldn't even get the fucking time of day from those girls if you weren't playing football. If you worked at McDonald's. If you weren't playing. Taking a number four. Exactly. No, he, he, this guy looks, looks like Alfred like fucking every, E. Newman. He looks yeah, like he that every episode of The Simpsons <laughs> where you see the, the, the pimply-faced teenager. He goes, <laughs> I'm going to have to call my manager. <laughs> 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 You know what? And and he's so young, and we put, we changed his last name with football, and he's only 20. some weird Texan did that. You know, some weird. They Texan started did. with what did Sandy Art? Oh, Johnny started Johnny fucking football. They called it. John, yeah, and then they, even they had license plates. His parents Johnny F and football yeah. and stuff. I mean, but that just shows how badass you are for your whole last name to be changed to football, a whole sport that you're dominating, and he's a freshman with uh, this. This trophy, and like you were saying, he never saw anyone struggle. He came from uh, money. You know, his, he came from money, so obviously he didn't have to work at McDonald's or work a job mopping a floor. He comes somewhere. out with a sense of entitlement. He's just like, oh, everything should be given to me, and I'm joining motherfucking mm-hmm. football. Yeah, he's like football. You, you have to read the article. It's like he's got his it's head ridiculous. in his hands. He's you know always seems brooding, like, like brooding, and <laughs> pissed off. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding. You're yeah. brooding. You're hanging at the beach, hanging with supermodels. And you're gonna go, you know, play in front of a hundred thousand people. If Johnny Unitas and Holden Caulfield had a baby, it would be. <laughs> it would be Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Johnny I, I mean, I'm I'm so talented, but I can't deal with the how the enormity of my my gifts. <laughs> you know, it's, it was part of the game. Like like we were just saying, when he gets to the NFL, he's gonna be more under the microscope. And he's gonna have to handle it more now. We we talk defensive about players are gonna. Defensive players are gonna love to crush this. Guy. I, I want to switch. I want to switch gears real quick. With not really segue into when we talk about our Steelers, but I want to talk about a guy who is out for the year, probably his career, Plexico Burris, because we were talking about Johnny Football and the, and the microscope and, and do, making mistakes. Plexico Burris was such a talented receiver, as we know. He, the touch, you know, he scored the, the winning touchdown. For the Giants, of course, in the Super Bowl. But even before then, we played for the Steelers. Oh. He's a, he was a good receiver yep. who became a, even a, above average, maybe close to great, I think, at certain times, especially when he I was, was with the Giants. I, the, he was first on my radar when I w- I'm a Michigan fan. I was born in Detroit. And uh, Michigan State played Michigan, and Plex had about 275 yards receiving against, wow. against us one, one year. And I was like, this guy is going to be <laughs> – this is can't miss – well, yeah, you yeah. Know, when he came out, man, this guy is tall. You right. Know, you got a guy who's got six four, six five, whatever. He's, you know, it's yeah. it began the, you know, the Mike. They tried to he's, get Michael Irvin clones after Michael Irvin showed the tall. He almost be, might be like six five, right? Yeah, Something like he's that. Tall, he's he's tall. Big guy, yeah. and he, you know, made a splash and, and had some pro. Well, wanted more money. I can understand it, but but supposedly Plex likes to spend. 
which I feel bad for because he's done with football now. And you like, you know what I mean? There's why I feel bad because when you have all the kind of money, you know, this guy didn't come for money like Johnny Football, so he doesn't have money to fall back on, and that's what feel you feel bad for these guys in a weird way. You know, I hope he saves something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't bet on that. But he had so many mistakes. For instance, the thing with the gun in the waistband. What's the jail uh, for shooting, shooting himself? himself oh, man. Shot <laughs> some bad luck that, there. And there's people out here killing people to get away with it. I don't know why uh, he. I don't know why he did. I know it's against. He pressed law, charges against himself. He did a year. Was it a year? Do you guys know? I thought it was two years. Two it years was, or yeah, something like least. that. Because him yes, and Vic did like a the same amount right. of time. You know what's crazy is like you said people kill people and I mean I don't know he didn't. He, he hurt himself. I get it. It was an a, it was an accident. He had it in his waistband. The whole thing. I think he it was pull being, it on bringing it into a public into a place. He went into a club in, club. in New York, and yeah. it's like really a New York law. It is. If it would have happened here, it would not. He would not have gotten. Not, yeah. He had he had like uh, warm up kind of pants, and Which it had a gun in it. And it fell through ridiculous. His leg. It fell mm-hmm. through his leg, went off, and he gets two years in prison. You know, even if you were wearing a fanny pack and you kept your gun in that, <laughs> that's better than trying to keep a gun. That's what we learned. In a Paris web. Well, we uh, carry your gun in a fanny pack. Yeah. yeah that's, a, uh-huh. that's, that's the lesson to all you Nobody NFL players. Nobody would you reaching in there for when that. you take a handgun safety class, that's the first thing they talk it's very about. Important. No sweatpants. No sweatpants. No, no sweatpants. <laughs> no. I was at a party once where a dude had a gun uh, in his pants, and uh, this was when I was you know, in high school, and it kept mm-hmm. sliding down his pant leg, and I was like, "Yo, this is gonna go off in my face." I'm wow. just sitting next to him, and he was drunk. He's like, "Oh, the gun just keeps sliding down." <laughs> yeah. He just like keeps putting it back. I'm like, "Dude, just fucking, just pull it out. Just, just hold it." You always see night. that movies too, where guys put the gun in the front of the pants. You know, mm-hmm. I would never put anything near my balls like that. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> nothing. That wasn't. That's not <laughs> well thought out. Except Cheddar Bob and Eight Mile, he shot himself in the balls. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> but. See, see what happens. You're not supposed to. (laughs) Honestly, use the fanny pack. (laughs) There was a lot of uh, talk about that. um, That's our invention for Shark Tank. Gun fanny pack. Gun fanny pack. Yo, that is genius. We're all in. Um, (laughs) There was a lot of talk. I don't know if you guys remember. Like they were bringing up a lot of athletes with these guns. I mean, I know we're still talking about Plex, but um, they were just saying how so many athletes are paranoid. And always kept a gun on them because they were always in. Fear well, they're marks. Of, they have money, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you are. You're and in a club, they, you, right? Terry, they, they could. Sean Taylor, you know. Sean Taylor, you know what? And right they, there, you go. I remember Ti saying something which Ti should not be saying anything about guns <laughs> after being locked up for that long uh, for his gun situation. But he said something along the lines of them saying if Sean Taylor had a gun, he would still be alive. But I'm like, uh, you know, that situation was sad, but. Long as he puts it in the fanny pack, he gun. Yeah, all those. That know. was a sad situation. It was horrible it, it was, situation. It was terrible, well, Mike Adams it, too got uh, he assaulted. Got he got stabbed at uh, in the South Side by uh, one of the members of yeah. Anybody the, members of what? Do you got inside information? He's not talking. I'm out of that. Allegedly. I'm out of that. Oh, well, so yeah. Okay. But, no, know, I mean everyone. It was public. It was public knowledge. He was a rapper. Oh, he didn't stab Mike, but there was a rapper his crew, who was someone blamed. from his crew. He's from he's from a very famous crew right now in rap. And how do you go? I'm sorry. And uh, he had Mike Adams. I I didn't hear the full. Supposedly, the story that we all know is not the story that's that's the truth. Hmm. But I, I just know that he got stabbed, and the rapper happened to be there with one of his boys that was trying to rob this guy. Right. And 
it caused all kinds of issues. But you see stuff like that, and you kind of understand why they need to have right. They want to uh, protect themselves, bodyguards and everything it, yeah. else. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you're on a, if you're already in a crew making mad stacks, why are you robbing anybody? Yeah, I mean the crew was making <laughs> you know stacks, I mean? but I guess he just got signed, so he doesn't have no money. But you know, I I don't know the full situation of what happened. I just know when it happened, I was like, oh, that. Plus, when you get signed, just, and you you know, if you you came from from nothing, no money, and all of a sudden you go zero to sixty, and you got money, yeah, it's out of nowhere. Okay, now you got friends and relatives with you know inventions like the gun fanny pack and whatever right. uh, you know and, and, you know uh, relatives you never knew you know I was your godfather's godfather so whatever. And, and they sign a minimum contract I don't know the exact amount of the NFL minimum is was, was it uh, two eighty five or three hundred something in that ballpark. It was a little less back when I was living at the schoolhouse apartments on Northside, which was by the stadiums. And uh, a lot of the players that just got signed would move in there for a flexible six-month lease or a year lease or whatever until they got to know the city a little bit. Yeah. You go into the parking lot, and there were, like, Lamborghinis in there, Mercedes, all these top cars. And, and these guys just got signed. So you could imagine after, you know, the taxes and everything, now then you buy a $100,000 car or whatever. And now you're down to, you know, a few relatives taking a couple bucks here, and then you get cut the next year. Yeah, it's you blink an eye, you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. I, I've seen that happen to many athletes that I've been around. Um, I've seen it happen to. Um, there was somebody in particular when you brought that up that it made me think of that. I mean, like even when we were talking about Vince Young and his situation of being bankrupt, and you know these athletes. We and that's a guy about, with millions. Oh, with millions. Was given. These, had, these people yeah, get signed, millions. so you could still do that too. Well, and the thing know. is, they don't know any better. Like you said, they come. A lot of guys that, that are coming in the NFL come from nothing. So you know, you get two hundred thousand dollars. You're like, I have two hundred thousand dollars to spend. This car is a hundred thousand. That's going to leave me with a hundred thousand. But they don't realize, yo, the government wants that other hundred thousand. Yeah, you know what it is? They so, got some guy in a five thousand dollars suit who's the accountant yeah. and this and that, lawyer, this right. that, and all these guys representative at financial people. And like, next thing you know. They are signing their names away, and they don't even know what the hell would happen. What they just signed. What they just signed. Well, Vince Young just signed with the Packers to back up uh, Aaron Rodgers in last week, which we'll which I thought was an. He's got to be thinking, oh, there's my. I'm gonna get my check, <laughs> yeah. and I don't have to play. <laughs> and and I'm, Mark, I'm gonna go blow it all in the club with uh, bottles again. Yeah, Jamarcus didn't get a team yet. Oh, he. Jamarcus nah, Russell. He's been working out, and they said he looked uh, decent. Yeah, he didn't get people anything said yet. he wasn't the behemoth he was. Uh, a couple years ago. He worked ago. at that uh, acclaimed quarterback coach. The, yeah. I can't remember the, the, the big-time coach. But There's a couple different people. I, I saw him at Walmart the other day you, stocking. What? You uh, got his, get his cough syrup? Yeah. He's got this tickle well, in his No, throat. no. He was at Walmart stocking uh, beans. And oh, shit. I thought he was getting <laughs> so, syrup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, could you tell me where the black beans are? And he just directed me in the right so, direction. So I was out at the Trobe last week, went out to camp, talked to my buddy Kevin Colbert and you know, a few Steelers and walked around. It's always fun. I've been, been doing that for over two decades, going out to camp, man. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Kevin was uh, upbeat. He was talking about how we're trying to piece it all together. And, and I don't doubt Kevin Colbert. He is the absolute best general manager in football. He is the architect. I know we came up in eight and eight season. I know a lot of people are thinking, well, it's transition. But they seem to handle transition well. Uh, the new running back, Bell, who looks like he's going to be the starter. I said he's co-starter, but he's going to actually end up, you know, being the starter by the time this episode airs, I would think. Hopefully, if he doesn't get hurt. Oh, Ben, we we live on Ben. Yeah, ben, we live and die on Ben. 
Ben is the quarterback. I, I, I see me. I know I'm a homer because I love Pitts Steelers. It's religion when you grew up here. You know, around the country, we'll talk about your other all the. We're gonna go around the league a little bit too, but uh, you got to talk a little Steelers here. Uh, but Ben, to me, if I had one player to pick, one quarterback, whether it was Brady Manning or with two minutes to go, I'm picking Roethlisberger, just because his ability to scramble, <laughs> get out of break tackles, make plays. No, he has the best. Uh, in my opinion, he has the best two minute drill. Uh, as football. a quarterback in football, I'd take Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat. You take Rodgers. Well, no, that's yeah. a good pick. That's a good uh, They're all great. No, we're talking great, yeah, yeah. right? Rodgers, Brady, uh, sure, man. Sure. They're great. I don't I'm even think Brady. Great. I mean, Brady's good, but I don't feel like his two minute he's drill not, though. is that great. In my, that's just my opinion. I think he he's a great quarterback, but we've seen Brady You're under pressure. You're saying gave him those gifts. Where, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, we've seen Brady under pressure where he's just completely like turning into Johnny football. Uh, where he's like, I can't believe this is happening. But honestly, Aaron Rodgers, that's a good pick. He has a good two-minute drill. I think Ben does too because he's very calm the yeah, whole Bra- time. Brady, Brady just, and Manning are Hall of Famers, you know. But I, I take for yeah. two minutes left in the game to win the game. Ben, I love Ben Roth. Are yeah. you picking Ben too? I'm picking Ben. Aaron Rodgers. You're, you're is a good on Roger, Mikey. Who would you pick? Two minutes uh, to go in the Super Bowl game. That's a tough one. In Aaron Rodgers. Oh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, big game. Um, big game. I'm gonna go with Drew Brees. Interesting. Two wow. Very good quarterback. He's yeah. got a ring. Yeah. He's got a ring. He's, he's won a Super Bowl. Ben yeah. has two. He does have two. <laughs> Twice as many. I just like how calm Ben is the whole time marching down the field during that two minutes because you see a lot of people crack under pressure where Ben looks like he's like, oh, yeah, this is my best time. Montana was probably the coolest. Under pressure. <laughs> under pressure. Under bi- yeah. in, in big games, defenses take more gambles as far as blitzes and different rushing. Pl- think about this in the playoffs. As you always hear this Peyton Manning isn't that great in, a, in the playoffs? He has a ring. Okay, he did, he is great. He's a Hall of Famer. But I'm talking about comparing everybody to these great quarterbacks together. When you put pressure on certain quarterbacks like Manning, and I will admit I love Brady, but I think on Brady, maybe even a little bit on if you put pressure, super pressure, it's how they handle the, that that heat from the rush. Rodgers is a little bit. He's, he's got good feet. In the, he moves around. He's mobile. Up, but Ben yeah, yeah. Roethlisberger is able to actually break tackles, keep plays alive, and I think that's why he has two Super Bowls and has been to you know three Super Bowls. I think that's why Manning has not fared well in the playoffs. If you because it's a different type of defense in the regular season. It's a little more gambling because they're they're blitzing more. And I guess guys like that, he has to break out tackles a little bit like Ben. He has to move a little bit to win in the playoffs. And he did that year he won with Indianapolis when it beat Chicago in the Super Bowl. He did move a little bit there. That saying, I'm trying to talk you guys all out of picking Manning for the fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play this for you. This is my interview with Kevin Colbert at Steelers Training Camp. Here my buddy Kevin Colbert, general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. In my opinion, in many, many people's opinion, I, I think you're the best GM in football, Kev. You know, I'm a bit biased because we're friends, but I, I got to tell you what, you got some hardware to back what I'm saying up, my friend. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate that, Jimmy, but we're, we're only as good as, as our last game. And unfortunately, our last game only got us to 500. So we have a lot to prove this year. You know, Coach Tomlin has got, gotten last season in his rearview mirror, as does the team, and we're really looking forward to kicking off this preseason campaign this weekend. It's funny, Kev, you're used to winning – Every year, it seems. You know, I mean, it's just the, the mentality since you, you know, since you got here and, and your team and, uh, you know, I mean, everyone, the coaches, the front office, everything. You guys don't accept 500. You don't accept 
uh, uh, losing. And uh, as fans, we're really spoiled. You know, in other cities, they'd be like, oh, it's great. But us, man, we're like, we're bummed out about it. Well, I mean, the standard's been set long before I got here, you know, what the Steelers did in the 70s. That kind of set the tone. And, and we're fortunate enough to be part of the organization and, you know, to add to that legacy. But, again, we want to continue to add. I mean, as long as Coach Tom and myself and the Roonies are, are heading this thing up, um, it's always going to be the goal. It'll never change. And we'll put as much pressure on ourselves as, as we get from anywhere from the outside because that's that's what we want to do. We 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 expect to win. Uh, we want to compete for a championship every year. And when you don't compete like we did in last year, it really, it really, it eats at you. Uh, Jarvis Jones was a, kind of a controversial pick a little bit. Uh, he was a Steeler kind of player from what I saw, but he definitely had, uh, you know, some detractors. Why, why did, what did you see in him, Kev, that, that you decided this as part of the team? I know it's a group effort. What did you see in, in Jarvis as far as being a Steeler? Well, Jarvis was an outstanding player at, at a real high level at Georgia, and he dominated the Southeastern Conference, which isn't easy to do. And quite honestly, we never thought we'd have a chance at Jarvis because he was that good, and we were picking 17th. However, on his pro day, he only ran 4-9, um, and I'm more interested in what he plays at as to what he clocks on a 40. And uh, when he ran that time, I thought, oh, this is great because now we have a chance. He continued the workout. The workout was superb. Um, some people questioned his health because he had a neck issue at USC, but that, that cleared with our doctors. And, and we're excited as to where Jarvis can go because he certainly – it's not just based on potential. Like I said, he was dominant in the Southeast Conference, and we just hope he can be a productive player for us. So, so when he ran the four nine, you're saying if he would have ran a four six or four seven, we don't get him. You're saying basically. Uh, that's my guess because I, you know, and, and teams may put a premium on that, and that's okay. I'm sure they they all have their preferences, but I I believe had he run in the four sixes, he would have never gotten to seventeen. How do you like uh, uh, how's Bell working us so far? I know it's early, but what do you like in him so much as a running back? Yeah, Le'Veon's doing fine. I mean, he's um, you know he's he's progressing. He got set back a little bit. He had a little bit of a a bump on his knee, but he's fine. He'll be he'll be healthy going into this preseason game, and we're excited to see again what he can do. Anytime you 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 know when you're playing against yourselves in in training camp. Um, and, and something's going really good, you have to keep in mind that something on the other end might not be going so good. So you have to temper the enthusiasm a little bit, and that's why you look forward to starting the preseason against other teams so much. Yeah, I, I saw you working on a guy. I don't want to mention his name. I'm sure you want to keep that quiet and everything. But what do you look for? As I was watching on the field, I was watching a guy who looked like a running back or a receiver or something like that. What do you look for in a guy at, at, at camp to, to decide whether to, to sign him? I mean, all, all these guys are so close, I think, athletically. You know, Kev, it's like they're, you know, a hair as far as speed, and they all look like great athletes to me. Anybody would see him. But there's you looking and studying at something. You're looking for something that make this guy happen. What were you looking for down there? Well, you know, anytime you have injuries in camp, what you'll have, you have to have people ready to go. So you try to be proactive and stay ahead of the injury so that when you do have an injury, you got a guy that can come in and play. So the first thing we want to check out on these young men is their health. The second thing we want to check out is their conditioning because they may, in like in this young man's case, he hasn't been working since he was cut in June. So you want to make sure that they're at least in somewhat relative shape to be able to, to contribute in camp. And then, you, you you know, you look just at their basic movements and see who can, uh, you know, what kind of skill level he like has. Yes, but I mean, a, a, 
the reason we were interested in him was what he did in college because he's yet to play in the pro. So we have to go off our college evaluations. You follow up just now to see if he's healthy and if he's in shape. All right, we're, this is goofing around questions. Get you ready. <laughs> we, we've been doing this thing on our show, Kevin, uh, based off a book that came out in 2010. It's called Would You Rather. Now you got to pick one of these two things, like I tell you, and they say, Would you rather? And you got to take it as like this would be the rest of your life. Like this is just your serious pick. And now, would <clears throat> would you oh, rather? Y- this, yes, you, good. You have to tell me. Did you read the book? Yes. I, I haven't read a book I, since I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I still have nightmares that I didn't graduate. All right, I read the Cliff Notes. So you know that, of course. You know. It's, but anyway, would you would you rather for the rest of your life? And you pick one of these names. Yep. If you're a football player, would you rather be named Jerry? If you're running back, Jerry fumbles. Or a wide receiver, Antoine drops a lot. You have to pick one of those two names <laughs> well, and live with it. I'll, I'll say Jerry fumbles. And it's not a good choice, but at least if you fumbled, you at least probably made some type of yardage before you fumbled. If, okay. you, if, it's, Jer- if it's the drops a lot guy, he didn't, get, he didn't get any yards. So I'll take some positive yards, hopefully, before I screwed up. I like it. I like it. But the, the, the argue that. If, I, if I'm Antoine drops a lot, which I was kind of leaning toward. I could be, this could be my whole marketing campaign. Like, if I catch touchdown passes, they'd never expect it. You know what I mean? It'd be like, they call me drops a lot or something, whatever, you know. But fumbles, man, I'm going fumbles. I like fumbles, too. Right, yeah, That's I nice. Mean, because if you, if you drops a lot too many times, you're not going to get those chances to catch. Elite. You're we'll be looking for those guys like we were today. <laughs> All right. This is a big one. This is a thinking man's question. It's a little complex there. I've been pondering this one for a long time since I first started read this. Okay, uh, this is not like a this isn't a would you rather. This is a different scenario. So what you think? Okay, forty-two midgets, little people, politically, politically for sure, about three feet, two inches tall, all. It's forty-two of them. They're in the jungle, like little loincloth things. Picture, no weapons. Forty-two of them against one hungry tiger. Now the tiger. Is hungry, okay? They're in the jungle. Forty-two little people, no weapons. Who wins? I could be a minute to think of that too, because it's in you know it's definitely debatable. No weapons. I'll go with the tiger because the tiger is natural to the woods, whereas humans are not. Very interesting. That's interesting. I uh, oh I didn't pause there. That's that's interesting because. Uh, most people have been picking the, 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 the little people lately. And Wild Bill, Deadly as Cash, he had an interesting thing. He, he was here yet, a couple days ago, by the way. <laughs> he was told me he loved it. He loved it. And he said he picked the midget, little people. He picked the little people because he said the tiger would eat five or six at the beginning and be full. And at the end. Well, it depends if the tiger wants to be a champion or not. Because That's true. If he wants to be a champion, he's never satisfied. And they're pulling at his ears. Now, let me ask you one. Yeah. yeah. If a dog runs into the woods, okay. how far can he go? That's a hard, that's a zen one. That's a... If a dog runs into the woods, how far can he go? As far as he runs. Halfway, because once he gets halfway, he's running out of the woods. 
I'm using that I one. All right. I got a million. Okay, give me that. I mean, I'm used. This is going to be more. Of our, this is part of our much. questions you now. Go. You know, we're going to be using on, on. Would you rather? I'm watching uh, Hard Knocks. HBN. They're doing the Bengals. Would we ever do that? We ever do Hard Knocks? First of all, I think we'd be amazing with the characters we get on our team. Um, you know, I I don't. It's never been our style. Um, but as a fan, when the Penguins did the 24-7, I enjoyed it. So I understand why fans are interested in it, because I was interested in seeing what goes on behind the scenes. Um, there's been some talk about the league maybe expanding that and rotating it and, and mandating it to teams. but And if they do, fine. But, you know, we I still think there's parts of... Um, this, this business that are sacred. I mean, when you cut a player, that's a very emotional time for that player, and I, I don't think that that needs to be. I think that needs to be a private conversation. So there's, there's parts of the game I, I, I know the fans want to see because I want to see it as a fan of another team, yeah. but I don't necessarily, I, I wouldn't care to see somebody getting cut from a different sport as I wouldn't want yeah, our that's, guys that's getting cut. I, I think those types of things are a little too sensitive for um, even our fans, you know, again, I, I think they appreciate that and understand that, or at least I hope they would, but who knows where this goes, you know, it's, it, you, you got to cater to your, to your fan group and you have to entertain them because without them, we don't have a game. So, uh, it's important to remember that, but it's also important to protect some, um, some yeah, aspects of the game. Privacy. Yes. I got another would you rather just thought of it. <clears throat> okay. Gladiator style. This is fight to the death. Okay. This is for your people, for everybody. You're in the arena. You have to choose who your who your opponent is, and I know who mine was. Anyway, would you? They said you could either fight to death, Simon and Garfunkel, or Hall and Oates, and you got to go two on one. They're going to fight you. Who do you choose? I went Simon and Garfunkel. Garfunkel's not that fast. No, I don't know where Hall and Oates are from, but I don't think they're from New York City. So I'd stay away from the New York crowd because I think they're inherently tough. See <laughs> Speaking of which, we play the Giants' first game, too. <laughs> the exhibition games, they don't mean anything, do they? I mean, really, they don't. No, they mean a lot. I mean, not in the, the wins and losses, but they mean a lot in the team development. You know, it's, it's a... Um, it's a competitive practice, and you're practicing your game against another team's game, and you're getting to see your players against other players, which is something we're excited about. So it's, I enjoy the preseason uh, immensely because it's it's a it's really a learning period. Once we get to the regular season, we either have to win or we lose. And right now, you don't you want to win the preseason game, but the most important thing is your players getting to work and them learning how to win. In that preseason. Because as a fan, I get bummed when we lose the preseason game. Like, I root for the team. You know I, mean? I feel like it's a real game, even though it's not, it doesn't count. Then I realize, all right, it doesn't count. But still, no, I mean, you do I mean, want to win. Oh, no question. We want to win the preseason games. But that's how I think the team learns how to win. So, you know, if we learn how to win in those four preseason games, it helps us win that first regular season game. And we go 0-4. I'm okay with it. But you, you want to win. You want to win every rep in practice, every Every group session, of course, you want to win the preseason games. But if it's teaching us how to win in the regular season, I think that's most important. How hard is it to handle the success, Kev? Because, you know, I said earlier, I said you're the best, in my eyes, general manager in the league. A lot of people say this. You read about this. you got the hardware to prove it. And sometimes success is it's, it's tough. to You're on top to stay on top. 
What do you do to keep yourself hungry? What do you do to keep yourself grounded, man? I'm sure you have the right people around you, but what do you do personally? Uh, I remember, of course, we had Joe Green, who just retired this past season. Joe's been with our scouting department for the last uh, nine seasons, and it was it was hard to see Joe go because he could always lend a great perspective. And, and any time we did something good, you know, Joe would just say, that's great. If you want to be great, you got to do it again. And I, I think that's the challenge, that as long as, as we're working and have these opportunities, we have to do it again. Um, you know, winning is great, but once you experience it, there's nothing, there's nothing that satisfies it other than winning it again. So that's always going to be our mission. You, you know, like Joe said, if you really want to be great, do it again. There, there is nothing. I mean, I was fortunate to cover those games and uh, hang with you after the Super Bowl wins. I got to say, I was watching, uh, there's a show in the NFL Network called America's Game, and I was watching our Super Bowl run. And when you look through that whole year, how emotional it is, the ups and downs, and it just gets down to, you know, San Antonio making that catch and Ben making that throw. That had to be, was that the most exciting, was the greatest moment in your life and your career when we when he caught that TD or one of the, I'm sure it's one of the highlights. Yeah, I mean, you know, professionally, no question, you know, the, um, the thing that always sticks out for me is when we beat Denver in 2005 to go to that first Super Bowl because that was a point I had never been to. Of course, when you get to the Super Bowl, that's another new point. And when you win it, that's another one. Um, but, you know, obviously the thrill of having done what Santonio did and to witness that, to hold on and get the win and to get us number six and separate us from everybody else, that is that is special. But, again, that's that's gone we can we can relish in that you know coach Cowher used to always say you know you can't you can't reflect now that you'll have time to reflect when you're out of the game right now we have a job to do you think bill will ever get back into coaching i don't, I don't know you know i know he's very happy doing what he does uh, with cbs he does a great job he enjoys it i think he's very comfortable but i also know he's a very competitive person and um who knows who knows where that'll lead uh, he'll be successful if he stays with cbs as he is or if he ever gets back in i'm sure he's one of the, he's one of those guys he's funny you kev you have uh, a lot of savvy around the microphone you can handle yourself in this game you'd be in the great i'm sure they would tap you as an analyst do you want to stay in this game a long time doing your gm stuff or do you want to ever go into in the other side and uh be you know more of the i said i guess more much more relaxed in your gig yeah, I don't know if I'd ever be cut out for the media. I think, you know, I'll work until I, I can't do the job effectively anymore. I decide someone else can do it, or maybe someone will decide that for me. Who knows? <laughs> I, I know that's like. <laughs> exactly. So you got to, I mean, you know, who knows what life brings you, but I'm not so sure I'd be cut out for the media. I might just ride off into the sunset. Nah, you know, I'd make you hang out with me. If you're, yeah. By the way, I, I thank you very I thank you. Uh, for whenever I did get let go, the way you, uh, you know, you, you, you were in my corner the entire time. I remember you saying, Jim, you know, you're going okay. It'll be okay. You know, and you reinvent. And I did. And, and I got to tell you, you're one of the people that uh, I'll never forget the, you know, the encouragement, you know, because you're on top of your game and, and the fact that you have my back and I just uh, I appreciate it. This is the kind of guy you are, man. Whether you could be a plumber, you could be. You know, it's a great respective job or anything, or, or a high-profile job like yours. But just, uh, I appreciate the loyalty and, and, you know, just good people, Kev. I appreciate it. No, you know, us North Catholic people got to stick together, Jimmy. <laughs> and right. it, you know, listen, we we when you when you have great friendships like you have between us, and, and sure you have it with others. Um, that's what that's what friends are for. I mean, you know, 
life isn't always going to be Super Bowl victories. There will be downfalls. We all have to be ready for that. And when you have somebody in your corner, I think, you know, I'd hope that if I ever fall and someone will be there to, to pick me up and, and, you know, because you got to keep going because you, you were successful and you're going to be successful, you know, because you know how to win, you know how to put together a career and not only a show, but a career. And Hey, we just, like I said, there'll be bumps. It's like eight and eight, you know, (laughs) that's been, that's been a horrible seven month existence for us. So now we got our work to do just like you, you're back on track. Gav, you're the best man. Appreciate you, you know, hanging out with me here at at camp and uh, it's nice, nice weather we've been having. I know the, I know the coaches don't like it, but you don't mind, I bet. No, you know, the coaches would love it to be 105 and 99% humidity. But they're really the players are getting in a really good work, and it's it's fun to watch it. The weather's been outstanding. I mean, from a conditioning standpoint, it may not be exactly where we want it, but from a safety standpoint, it's it's been ideal. So so far, so good. We'll just see where we go Saturday night. I said this in '08 at training camp. I, you know, I'm you don't remember? I'm sure because it's so goofy what I said. You do, I mentioned it. I said, hey, I'll see you at the Super Bowl uh, post party. We're gonna we're gonna feel it, and you go. Yes, we are. And I tell you right now, I'll see you at the Super Bowl post party this year. I like it. I like it. I hope I hope we're there, Jimmy. And you know, you'll be there if we are. Uh, You know, Kev. Thanks, brother. That was Kevin Colbert, general manager of Pittsburgh Steelers. Kevin, one of the most genuine, nicest people I ever met. Nice to take some time out during a, a obvious busy schedule at camp. Interesting about about Jarvis. With, oh, with that so four nine that, that he ran, and that's why we got him. We got him because he ran a slower forty. He may have gone possibly higher in the draft. And that was that guy's a stud, man. You know what? He's I watched. Good. I watched the preseason. Did you? Everyone here has watched yes. the preseason game. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was watching that game, uh, they have World who has been on the team for a while, and they end up taking him out and uh, put Jarvis in to to play the remainder of the game. And they were putting him in to see what Jarvis can do. And it reminded me of what they did with Timmons whenever they put Timmons in when he right. first came here. Timmons uh, was a little smaller at the time, and they were trying to put him down on the line to see if they can uh, do some type of schemes with him when he could drop down into if they switch over to a four. Or they also had him on the outside when he first came, but he wasn't big enough to be on the outside for the way Stiller football right, is right. set up in a three. Uh, so they switched him to middle, which he dominates. Timmons is just one of those middle linebackers. It's amazing. Jarvis, they're doing the same thing with. They have him on the outside, and you can tell that he's quick enough. You know, I know a lot of people talk about that four nine speed. He's fast enough to catch whoever gets past him because he was making some tackles where, you know, uh, other players were missing, but you would always see him there. It's just that with him being on the outside now, once he learns how to contain the outside in the NFL, Jarvis is probably going to be one of the most dominant uh, outside linebackers it, in the game, and it, I'm saying that it, right, right now. If he plays it, we have a good year. We are, we are relying heavily on these young guys, on, on Bell on the offensive side, Jarvis on the defensive side. I believe what Kevin says, you know, about they know how to win. The Steelers know how to win, obviously. Yeah. My money's on the Steelers. Troy has to stay healthy, though. Troy Palomalu has dun, to stay healthy. Dun, that, dun, may be, dun, that may be dun, 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 that's one dun, of the most key. Dun. He has to play his game. He has to play his game for us to win. 
he's the difference maker on that defense. Well, it's funny that we got so many uh, young guys, you know, to, to fill in the spot of these players that are missing. I mean, we no longer have Casey Hampton, so we have uh, – I cannot say his last name <laughs> – but yes. I, I like how we have these younger players that are stepping up to do what we need them to do. I mean, the Steelers, we need a primary running back. Uh, I, I do like how Redman runs. I do like how Dwyer runs at times. And, you know, we have good running backs, and I like the depth. What's the old have. saying? If you have three good running backs, you don't have one good running back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at camp, I got to tell you. It, 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 it worked it, for New up York. At, <laughs> up at camp, it did it here. Up at camp uh, they were talking about Bell's camp. Like, they were really up on this guy. Okay, we haven't seen him yet really get to play. They don't want us to. But he <laughs> is lighting it up the way they're he talking up yeah, at yeah. camp. So I'm excited about it. I hope, I hope he can bring it. This, I looked at the Vegas odds on everything. Steelers are 28-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Oakland Raiders, 200-1. to 1. Wow. Oakland, I don't know why they just can't put it together. You know, teams usually go in cycles where they're bad and then they get a little mm-hmm. better. And, but Oakland just keeps messing up, messing up. But I got to tell you guys right now, kid from around here, Terrell Pryor, he is now the number two quarterback. I saw film on him. This kid is going to end up the number one quarterback. That's my sleeper pick for the dra- um, for the fantasy draft, guys. Pryor. He is going to play. I remember him when he played for Jeanette. Uh, Pryor was in tremendous athlete he played football and basketball and mm-hmm. i remember him dunking from the foul line like there was a <laughs> he missed a, a free throw and just jumped up and just and dunked dunk. yeah it's a superman he, he was just amazing uh and remember he got in trouble at ohio state with that he got some trouble the situation. tattoo situation yeah. but you know i mean but i whatever. think he will be um i think he'll be a good quarterback i mean do you think he's i think he's going to be a great i think he's going to be a great i think he's going to be a great quarterback he needs a little more time he needs reps. Yeah, I think because I think he has that ability you're talking about that he had back in, the, in high school. I, I and, and maybe he needs to get out of Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a black hole of <laughs> it's gonna, well, he's still you know Flynn's ahead of him. He's oh he, Flynn is the guy. Yeah, but he's gonna get hurt. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so uh, wait, because um, I knew that uh, Carson Palmer left. Carson Palmer's in Arizona, and they picked up Flynn. I believe Flynn from is the, Seattle. I believe Flynn is the quarterback. Wow, that's a good pickup. He'll never. See. Pryor will not see the starting job. I mean, I think for, through injury, Johnny, but I'm just saying from what I saw in the exhibition, there's only one game I know, but I've seen him play in the past. But I think this kid is a stud. I think he's going to develop. Uh, the funny thing is Arizona is being talked about as possibly having something going on out there in the desert with, you know, Bruce Arians. Is, he's a great coach, man. He's a, we know him as an offensive coordinator here in Pittsburgh. And he gets the guy his running back back. He gets it done. He got Mendenhall in the backfield, mm-hmm. okay? He's got Carson Palmer. I know everybody's down on Carson Palmer. But a healthy Carson Palmer, a guy who has to prove that he's not a mistake, like he they were saying in Oakland, and he's done. He has to prove that this year. You get a guy like Arians – Bringing them all together, they may have some wins. You know, I, I don't know Boy. about uh, a Super Bowl run, but I think they may be all right. I mean, they're not a whack they, they team. May, they're looking at them to surprise people in a lot of the fantasy magazines. I'd be shocked. I'd be absolutely shocked. They lost a lot of good receivers. Broncos thirteen to two. 
We have Peyton Manning stepping in. He's older, I know. Every year they say he's done. But I got to tell you, man, after last year, I don't think he has many doubters. I think he could play another two or three years. He has not given up uh, anything as far as zip on the football. It doesn't seem anyway. I mean, he, he They added Wes better. Welker. The they team. added Wes Welker. Well, but I don't know about he had a terrible injury. I don't know if he's still going to be the same Wes Welker, but well, they have very sure-handed receivers. They got receivers. They got a nice defense in Denver with Peyton Manning. They could be. They could do some damage. Yeah, oh. but just like a lot of teams uh, in this training camp have been hit with really tough injuries. Like uh, you know, the Niners got hit with Crabtree, and they lost their starting center, which you know that's a really for the season. You lose your starting center it's before the anchor. first game. It's your anchor. I mean, it's, it's tough. That it is a tough. Big thing to but jump. that's that, that is one of those things that you see. What you know, it's that old uh, next man up adage. You got to have depth, and if you don't have a guy that can replace a guy, you that's are. what's been so great about. The, that's why we're winning. Teams like the Steelers, the Packers, seem to be consistent. They have coaches that know how to coach players up. Knows how to get, know how to get those guys ready and prepared because we, we you have to have second in some third team guys that can do the job but that's why we're kind of spoiled here in Pittsburgh Uh, getting back to Ben even I know he has some detractors which I I don't know why because you'd have to be your sport you have to be spoiled if you think this if you replay ever could replace a, a superstar quarterback like that you just can't Ben is one of those guys. Brady's one of those guys. Peyton Manning's one of those guys. Anytime, uh, the, the uh, was it Ryan, the, Fal- the Falcons, anytime you get a Bradford, anytime you get a player like that, Johnny, I think that is unique, and you got to just hold on. That's why they're getting $100 million contracts. But like you said, if he gets hurt, I think if anybody gets hurt in the league, any quarterback. Now, the way it's structured, the way the league's structured, Johnny, you, got th- you, have, you have a superstar quarterback, you may have one or two great players, and the rest have to fill the gaps yeah. and if you're one of your big guns go down you're you're kind of done if, if the quarterback goes down unless you're yeah. Kurt Warner from stocking shelves you're yeah gone. right <laughs> <laughs> well as you stated you there were a bunch of people that you named in there that were backups at that time uh you know we're looking at Tom Brady uh was a backup of Drew Bledsoe uh Ben Roethlisberger was a backup of Tommy Maddox uh, from the XFL, uh, you know, we're Colin looking, Kaepernick's uh, was backing up Alex Smith, and Alex now, Smith, and now Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Sort of Brett, yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. So you're going through a list of people. Even Ryan down in uh, Atlanta, correct? I can't remember who he was uh, backing up, but I think they Landry Jones. I did watch him play. I know he did <laughs> accidentally run into the running back Didn't and start fumble. off well. Yeah. You know, you start off your career with a safety. Okay, we'll <laughs> forgive you. But he's like, hey, I'm from Oklahoma. This sure is big football. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe these buildings are this tall. <laughs> but, you know, you look at uh, a guy like that, and we can develop him. Because I remember when Maddox went down, Ben was undefeated pretty much all the way through. I know he didn't have the best quarterback rating when he came in. But, I mean, for a young guy to come in and step into that uh, type of football at that time. Got a bunch like of Ws. He didn't no, you're yeah. right. Screw rating. No, yeah. You get wins. <laughs> you're right, I, though. And he won all the way up into the playoffs. You're, you're the championship. right. You're right, though. To do that, uh, it's logic. You're right. You gotta develop another guy. You know, you gotta have everyone has to have a Landry. Even Jones if he's never gonna play, I'm not. Yeah, ar- yeah exactly. I'm not arguing that. I think that's right. But I'm saying the reality is, though, for everyone you mentioned, whether back up and coming to be a superstar, there's ten that didn't make uh, it. Absolutely, just failed and absolutely. made the team, and the team ended up losing. <laughs> Those are you're right on the money. But though, there that's what I mean. It's, it's rare to get that happen to, to have that happen. 
I agree with you, John. And that's where the coaching comes in because what if you get a guy like Landry and he's not going to be the next guy? You know, you may, you, you've invested three, four years in him. I mean, they did that with Dixon for three or four years. And you just say, ah, that's how, that's, that's, much, that's how important yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. The general manager, that's why Kevin Colbert, I say, is the best because that's how important your whole team, every, that could set you back years. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but the, also, it's the great. problem that you have with a backup quarterback, and you'll notice this a lot with the difference of when you put Leftwich and Charlie Batch in. Charlie Batch studied the plays and was also helping, and he was, you know, a very good veteran backup mm-hmm. uh, QB. In and my he did opinion. win some games, Charlie. And he, threw. and he did. He did win some games, and he, he threw had. All right. Yeah, he did. And but then you look at a guy like Leftwich who was only able to run the play that was given to him, and I think that's the problem with a lot of backup quarterbacks is when your main quarterback goes down. And it was like Dixon, too. I feel like Dixon wasn't really a flop. They just kind of, you know, he was in a bad mm. place because Dixon was going in the game and they're like, you can run. We need you to run. <laughs> yes, and that's ball, all you're going to do. Don't get the ball and up. run to the – we're going to yeah. do quarterback draws. And, you know, there's a couple plays that were just basic for him. And I feel like in order to develop a good backup quarterback – to have a Tom Brady or to have a Ben Roethlisberger or Aaron Rodgers is you have to teach them the plays as if you're teaching the plays to your main quarterback. Don't go, hey, if Ben goes down, I want you to look down the field for Antonio Brown and just throw it up. And they look like basic plays, and mm-hmm. that's the reason the Jets quarterback, uh, Sanchez, yeah. his plays were set up like a high school quarterback. He's dropping back. <laughs> it's like three-step drop, throw the ball. Three step. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. I but do, it's but always it may, a I wonder if that's all he can handle. Throw the ball after watching him. I wonder, Terry. They look at these smart guys enough to handle it, or just his physical abilities. Certain quarterbacks can do certain things. That I wonder. I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm not in either works, but I think because there's some dumb people that can't read plays. <laughs> there are. I mean, I've I've been around some dumb quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Sanchez was drafted in the first round, right? Yeah, yeah he was. That's, that's amazing. Superstar. Oh, somebody was sold. Somebody was sold a bill of goods on that. John. Everybody was. I remember him being drafted. Man, I'm telling you, and he came out of college they they touted him as being baby Jesus. matt liner but with a better attitude and better work ethic because that's what they all had the knock on liner he had all the talent but his work mm-hmm. ethic, that was always the knock on him they said this guy his dad's a fireman he's blue collar he works he takes the lunch pail to work kind of <laughs> guy you know that kind of thing and he's got all the talent in the world that's coming out of college man like you earlier in the show you brought it up Huge out of college is no guarantee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect it's, example. And, and and maybe that's a, 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 another situation of too much too soon. I mean, uh, you know, going going to college at USC and being in L.A., I mean, shit. You're getting already, laid too much. You're just fit. getting laid yeah, too much. Yeah, you're getting much. soft. You're getting laid too just much. Just too much getting laid, which too I'm, much. I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> was, we had that problem. Honor <laughs> Booty is the kryptonite. It does, you don't think that's I, – I think that, like, softens you a little bit when you play. <laughs> when you, look, when you're not – you know, look, at Mickey didn't want Rocky to, to bone before he you fought. You can't bone, cat. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> they used to tell us that, too, that you weren't supposed to have – sex before game your coach said that uh, really there was, there was a little thing where they were like it's hey a- don't be partying too much the night before the games or there were certain things but they there's a lot of times where they didn't want you to have like when we were younger wow. in middle school someone brought it up and the coach laughed at them but once you got to high school it was like try and avoid that as much as possible especially we all know like if you have sex standing up and you finish you, your legs kind of go <laughs> baby giraffe so you know you don't want to have baby, baby giraffe, giraffe legs the day before the big game so oh, that's, that's the opposite with me my boxing trainer to say have sex before the fight you're gonna get killed <laughs> maybe your last one. tell you what speaking of we're talking about superstars and starters let's go to one right now 
Twisted Sports with Mike Wysocki. <laughs> We're going to bring it back a little bit to uh, Johnny Football because it is the best time of the year for uh, football fanatics. And college football kicks off soon, right before the NFL season. And college football, this is the league where only some of the players make money. And uh, <laughs> one of those supposedly, as we said, is Texas A&M Heisman Trophy winning quarterback as a freshman, Johnny Manziel, who allegedly sold some memorabilia for cash. He also had a couple incidents involving drinking and fighting, but he's in college. What else is he going to do? He thankfully wasn't caught teabagging uh, pledges or in a circle jerk, as other frat boys like to do. But people are outraged that he made a few thousand selling memorabilia. Now, lucky for Texas A&M and all future college football indiscretions, the Penn State scandal makes all these wrongdoings look like nothing. (laughs) Suddenly, tattoos for money doesn't sound as bad as a 60-year-old creepy tickle monster harassing kids in a locker room. (laughs) Now, it's true the NCAA are greedy pricks who make tons of money off their labor, and then they take all the money to the top. They're kind of like Walmart. If the NCAA <laughs> could hire small Chinese kids to play football for cheap, they would definitely do it. But at the same time, Johnny Football, you have to know that you can't do that. You know it's illegal. What are you doing? If everything is bigger in Texas, apparently so are the idiots. As for the 2013 season, we'll have to see which team from the SEC will win the national title. And every year for the last eight years, Alabama, Auburn, and Florida have dominated lately. And how about looking back on those Gator teams in the late uh, 2000s here? Uh, At one point, Tim Tebow could hand off the girlfriend beater Chris Rainey, go long to racist Riley Cooper, or dump a pass off the three-time murderer Aaron Hernandez. Let's hope yeah. the next dynasty has a shorter rap sheet. <laughs> Mike Wysocki, Twisted Sports. That wow. was great. We're going to take a quick break for a commercial. We'll be right back. So you're thinking about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Maybe you want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new.com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com. Enter code CREN at checkout or click the GoDaddy banner on our website, JimCren.com. Jim Cren, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. I got to tell you, uh, that was great sports, buddy. Oh, oh, speaking uh, of Riley really Cooper, we did not even <laughs> yeah, touch on Riley Cooper. Oh, boy. Uh, the, I know you know about the whole Riley Cooper thing. Mm-hmm. and uh, it, You know what? It It's a... The thing I have to say, man, is we brought this up when we talked about Paula Dean. Talk about the whole thing for the listener who doesn't know. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up to you guys. What Riley Cooper did was Riley Cooper uh, was at a country concert, uh, Kenny Chesney. Go figure. Go figure. (laughs) And he says, uh, I and they caught him on tape, I will hop over that fence and fight every N-word here. And that was it. That's that was his. They statement. wouldn't let him backstage, and because he's an entitled piece of shit, yep. he felt like he should be backstage at the Kenny Chesney concert. When he said he couldn't, they, he said, "I'll jump this fence and fight every n word here." And that's 
really that awesome glimpse into who a person really is. In a way mm-hmm. that, yeah, the curtain you know kind mean? of is the, lifted. Right. But when, with the, it is. It's the cell phone. Some guy has a cell phone. You are, you are, you're accountable for everything you say at every moment. Well, you know what's crazy about that? I mean, we talked about Paula Dean in earlier episodes. My thing is there are certain people, in my opinion, that you just got to quit being shocked that they do stuff like that. I mean, I know everyone's <laughs> yeah, upset she, about she it. lived on a plantation. But, you know, damn near. This dude lived in a part of Florida that had like 10% black people. And, you know, he's at a Kenny Chesney concert, which I ain't got nothing against Kenny Chesney. I'm just saying. That a lot of people that go to those concerts. What you talking about? You know, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, Terry? <laughs> you, there might be a cross burning at a country concert, and they'll just think of that as that's part of the show. Jesus. Like, oh, yeah. that's, that's about Jesus, normal. Terry. <laughs> that's that's normal. So, I mean, the whole Riley Cooper thing, I think it. He should be penalized for. But don't you did, love the apologies when you know the if they're so uncomfortable? I love when they're th- you know. I'm so sorry, y'all. Especially when you get a whole team. Well, that's the thing. The, the, yeah, Ryan yeah. Y'all. That's the thing with Riley Cooper. I mean, uh, Paula Dean doesn't have to go back to work with, you know, 50 black people. Black men. All black strong. Men. You fun. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, now I, nah I do, y'all. <laughs> I love everybody. So Riley Cooper has to look every one of his teammates in the eyes, and they all know that he's a racist asshole. I, How great is Harry that? Harry Collins derailed his career with a stupid remark. He was a first pick Carolina uh, Panthers in their history. Played in the Super he Bowl. He played in the Super Bowl with the Giants, but he fizzled out in Carolina. He said the N word at a party and uh, a few times in front of people, and, and they were pissed. I mean, that was it. I had to talk about ruining the locker room. This is your leader who, who says right. this type of thing. Right. He has come out and said he was drinking heavily and all that kind of stuff and went in I, I, I may have gone in recovery I'm not sure about the exact story but got his life together out and went to the Giants and ended up in the Super Bowl and uh, a long career it it just brings out it it's you know with his case he was drunk and everything I'm not I'm not making an excuse for him but it brought out his realness. it brought out his uh the curtain was lifted right? I mean once that curtain's lifted that's it and I my favorite was Marcus Vick he had to delete the tweet but he put out a hit on Riley Cooper for what he said, Marcus Vick. And then I guess Mike. Name in a while. Yeah, right. So I guess Mike was like, "Yo, you got to take that down." And then (laughs) Mike Vick was thanking him. Probably. Yeah, right. I'm not the biggest (laughs) dick on the team anymore. Yeah, like I appreciate it, but you know the trouble I got in last time. Uh, We're putting hits out on anything. So Uh, it's you know, you could. St. Paul once said, "It's it's it's in your heart." You know, in other words. You could tell that that, that it, the way he said it was in anger and a mean spirit. Oh, Let's put it that, that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, then, and let's keep this in mind: the guy's a marginal football player. Okay, yeah. he's not even he's a not great even a major. or even a good player. He's a mar- he's a marginal football player, and I think that uh, to me, that's the easiest decision I would make as a GM and just say. You know Bye. what? Just for the solidarity you're of this team, yeah. you're gone. Really? You're and and the there's locker. and there won't be another team in the NFL. I don't care how hard up they are for a, a wide receiver who got injured. 
no one's going to go to that guy and say, oh, we're bringing in Riley Cooper. We have no reason. And just look at the reaction <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> really? I that know. guy? I know. <laughs> that wasn't very ballsy what he said. It's like saying, I'm going to fight every Jew at this construction site. <laughs> yeah. He's probably, <laughs> how many, get, how exactly. many are you going to fight? And, <laughs> I, that, <laughs> <laughs> and that was my whole thing, too. I'm like, uh, Riley. Was at a Kenny Chesney, right? <laughs> at Kenny Chesney. And yeah. I'm like, Riley, I don't know if you realize this, but the black people that you were trying to fight at that car, Concert. You have to drive um, down the street. Exactly. You can actually beat those ones, but the ones that you uh, really don't want to fight aren't at Kenny Chesney. And at that, if you're uh, – Say it in a Miami Heat game. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, like him yeah. saying that at a Kenny Chesney concert, like I just imagine the black dudes that are there that forgot they're black and they're like, oh, where? We'll fight them too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fight every single one of them. Fuck them. <laughs> they want to ruin our time here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's funny. Wait, we got to talk about something very important since we're talking football. This is uh, toward the end of the show here. NFL's hottest cheerleaders. I I, I happen to like, I got to tell you, I like the Colts cheerleaders, believe it or not. I, I think the Midwest think girls. They're kind of hot. Seattle, mate. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna laugh. I looked them over. I looked over. I studied every cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I had he saw me on the iPad looking at cheerleader. What are you gonna say? I'm doing research for work. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Carissa of Seattle is one of my all time favorites for this year. Anyway, all pro. Seattle is really good. You, you'll be very impressed if you look up Seattle's cheerleaders. Miami. Miami's outstanding. Miami Thank you Dolphins. for bringing that Remember, up. Remember, did you see the uh, Call Me Maybe video they did? Yes. They did a Call Me Maybe video. I did a lot of research. Uh, hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hours of research. Watched everything. Uh, uh, Saints have a very hot team. Mm-hmm. Tara is like their star. <laughs> Atlanta. would <laughs> be my first round pick. John's looking them up, I'm, which is I'm good. That's what I want everyone downloading it. now to start looking up these cheerleaders. See, I'm going to say Saints are hot. Seattle's my favorite. What's the gal uh, from um, Seattle Miami. that you're so fond of? I like Carissa. Carissa. Uh, and <laughs> Atlanta as Alicia, I thought was really hot. I think the Cowboys are overrated. The two I mean, now they are. What yeah. do you think? I Agree? think so. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple hot ones I'm saying overall. I'm the saying team's team. even overrated. They got some superstars. They quit living that. in the past. Their glory right. are behind them. There's <laughs> new teams <laughs> moving in. There's new, there's, <laughs> there's new teams moving in. Exactly. Even the Tennessee uh, Titans were incredible. Kittens. <laughs> oh, that's Carissa with a K. Yeah, with a K, with sorry. A K. Carissa with a K, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for correcting. Seagulls. They looking? call their... They call their the seagulls. The seagulls, which is ridiculous. They shouldn't call them the seagulls. Real clever, guys. You know, uh, Seahawks are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. One of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think the road to the NFC title goes through 49er land, but I guess that's just my opinion. Hey, man. How can you argue? You're in a uh, Super Bowl. I know, I know. It was. I'm still feeling the effects of that. I was so drunk by the end of that game. That's your, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that one of your? Is that your fav, One of your favorite teams? Oh yeah. That's well, I grew up in the Bay Area, so you follow. Yeah. Much. So I followed since the Montana years. Jerry Rice is my favorite football player of all time. Right. So I would understand. Uh, so yeah, Montana uh, or Young? Uh, Montana. Really? As much as I loved Young's uh, Young legs, Montana was just... You know what? You always had the I feeling guess. with Montana, even if you had 58 seconds left and they were kicking the ball back to you, you felt like as long as we have... Get Montana the ball back as long as there's like a minute and a half. You <laughs> felt gonna, like he could happen. take them the length of the field every time, even which is rare. So many times you know, so he did it. How yeah. about he, he has a, a couple sons, and I, I, I kind of follow him. They were 
playing. Uh, one, I know one was playing in college. And, what was and, it? Notre Dame. I yeah, think. they invited. Yeah, they invited. He transferred out. The Niners uh, invited him to camp, and he's like a non-roster invitee. I was. I feel bad for them because if you were Joe Montana's <laughs> son, quarterback, it'd be son. like if you were like you know. Leonardo da Vinci's son, you're going, I'm going to be a painter, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or Greg Brady's son wanting to be an architect. Remember how big a failure that <laughs> I didn't exactly. at all. Well, yes. Barry, Barry Sanders Jr. is playing. He did the perms. He's like, a the moat? Perm- Remember the perm? You put a <laughs> moat on the yeah. moat. You guys know Barry Sanders Jr. plays, right? Yeah, he does, and he's he plays for pretty good. Purdue. Jerry Rice Jr. plays, too. It's crazy. It is crazy. Walter Payton Jr., remember him? Yes. Miami. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. amazing when you try to – yeah, I mean – Kerry Collins bad. Jr., not so good. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about Riley Cooper Jr.? Yeah, he's going to be awesome. I think that's the when – you, when you see guys that have sons playing, isn't that like the first time you feel old? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when you get a yeah, baseball yeah. card? I, I remember, remember his dad. Yeah. I, yeah. I watched really Bobby really Bonds <laughs> play. <laughs> 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 oh, this Barry looks good. <laughs> I remember watching his father. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Oh, um, man. Hey, well, uh, have fun looking at the cheerleaders, everyone. And uh, we had a lot of fun talking football. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We appreciate your download. Talk to you soon. Thanks. You know, getting in good shape can be a real pain in the ass. Searching through 50 different brands and models. Matching new blades to old handles, right? It's it's horrible. Join our society of smarter men now. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym to get high-quality razors delivered to your door. Just a couple bucks a month. That's all it is. A couple bucks a month. dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym. Join today.